Welcome everyone to episode 326 of Fergon Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and today the New South Wales Rugby League team has been named. There's obviously a couple of changes um, with Nathan Cleary's shoulder injury and with Jerome Luai, he's got a bit of a knee injury. We need to do new halves pairing. And so the New South Wales Rugby League has given us a new halves pairing. It was very nice of him to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through the New South Wales team to begin with, and then I'll talk about some of the selections that they've made. So fullback and captain is James Tedesco. Brian To'o and Josh Adokar are the wingers, once again. Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic are the centres, once again. Our halves are Jack Whiten and Mitchell Moses. Our forwards are Daniel Saifidi, Junior Paulo up front. Damian Cook is the hooker. Cameron Murray, Tariq Sims and Isaiah Yo make up the back row. And on the bench, we've got Appy Corusau, Angus Crichton, Payne Haas and Liam Martin. So there's been very minimal changes, really. We've just seen uh, Appy Corusau come in onto that number 14 bench position for Jack Whiten. Whiten has gone into the starting side at 5'8", and Mitch Moses at halfback. Now, a lot of people on Twitter, not happy that Mitch Moses is the halfback. And I went into this uh, selection thinking that they would go with the South Sydney halves. I think Walker and Reynolds would have just been, you know, plug in and play sort of halves pairing. They've gone with these two. They really like Whiten, the New South Wales selectors. I'm not really sure why. His, uh, his form this year has been really terrible, like really, really terrible. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays at 5'8". Mitch Moses, I can see why they've selected him in some ways. With Adam Reynolds, you know what you're getting. It, you know, and the other thing is Adam Reynolds is starting to become an older player. At least in this game, you've got a dead rubber and you can see if Mitch Moses is up to state of origin level. Now, the thing about Mitch Moses that worries me is, at club level, I don't think he's playing all that great right now. Um, he's definitely one of those players that can go missing at times. When the game, when his team isn't on a roll, he, you can forget he's on the field. His kicking game is all right, uh, but his game is really made around running the football. And when he's not involved... He's not running the football, and he's not a very good uh, playmaker. You know, he's not a very good on-field general. And so that worries me, but I want to see how he goes. I think if you'd had Reynolds and Walker in there, I would have gone into this game and thought, well, you know, we're going for the win. Excellent. At least with this halves pairing, you kind of look at it and say, well, we're going to find something out about these players. Are these the players that we can rely on going forward if we have injuries to our first-choice players? Uh, Appy Coruscant off the bench, really good selection. It's going to be interesting to see if they use him. I mean, they're going to use him more than Whiten. There's no doubt. I don't know why Brad Fittler kept on selecting Whiten as one of the interchange players because he hasn't really used him. I think what we'll see is Coruscant used a lot. And we could see a lot of running out of dummy half, especially in the second half of this game. And if Queensland are stuffed, 
it, you know, New South Wales could slaughter them. But we'll see what happens. That's why they play the games. But interesting selections. I'm not totally upset with them going with Mitchell Moses. I know a lot of people are. I know his form is being so-so. But we'll see how he goes. Like, that's all you can do. You know, I like to know how players do at every level of the game. And this is a test for him. It's a big test. And it'll be interesting to see if he gets lessons out of this game too. Like, you see a lot of players, when they get a taste of state of origin football, they go back to clubland and you can see the difference in a lot of them. And I just wonder if we're going to see that with Mitchell Moses in this third game. Now, the Queensland team hasn't been named yet. That'll be named on Monday. I'll do a separate podcast for that. It'll be a quick one, but I will run through their squad or team or however they end up naming that team. We'll find out. Okay, on to the results this weekend. And normally we don't do results on the podcast because you know the results. But I want to see if you can see the common theme that's among these results this weekend, all right? So on Thursday, the Storm beat the Roosters 46-0. On Friday, we had a 19-18 game that went to the Dragons. That was a golden point game. It was messy, but it was golden point. It was fun. We had the Penrith Panthers winning 13 points to 12 in a very close contest in which Mitchell Moses just missed a kick to win the game after the siren had gone. So that was an interesting game. Then, Saturday, Super Saturday, we saw the Manly Seagulls win 66 points to nil over the Bulldogs. We saw the Titans win 44 points to six over the Raiders. The Raiders were atrocious in that game. We saw the Knights win 38 nil over the Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we saw the Broncos get a pretty good win over the Sharks. And then we saw the Rabbitohs win 38 points to 22 over a West Tigers team that they really should have won by 60 points against. But the Rabbitohs went asleep. They do that in all of their games. They just go completely asleep for a good half hour. Not too many games there that were close. And, you know, I'm watching Twitter, and you can't go by everyone's reactions on Twitter because sometimes Twitter is full of idiots. But a lot of people saying they don't like what they're seeing, they're paying less attention to games. They're switching games off. Um, I know when I've been watching these games, there's been a lot of games this year where it's got to like 27 minutes into the match and the game's over. And I start messing around on my phone. And you'll see it. You'll see my tweet rating go right up because I'm just bored. I start talking about random things like how much better Penrith is than Wales or, you know, what makes a great player. Um a lot of talk the last couple of days about the rule set that we're playing under a lot of interesting points of view and man there's a lot of there's a lot of people that think we should go back to the 2019 rules but there are some people that felt like that was just all wrestling and they would rather watch these sorts of games i don't know about you i'd rather watch contests and i think under this rule set you don't have to do much wrong for a game to not be a contest anymore. So, you know, we're seeing more and more blowout scorelines as the season goes on. And I guess as injuries kick in and 
teams have to use their depth a little bit more and it's a little bit worrying and you know you've got to wonder at what point do the people running the game decide that it's gone too far we'll wait and see i feel like we're going to get to the end of the season and they're going to make more rule changes but they're going to roll back some of the ones they've been doing all right so something else i wanted to talk about this week was the use of jason tomololo in the cowboys team now you all know how much i love jason tomololo he's an all-time great He's probably my favorite player to watch in the whole NRL. And whenever he's playing for the Cowboys, they've been using him really sparingly, especially in the first half. He come from the field after 16 minutes in their game against the Knights. And part of me is in my head is screaming out, what are you doing? Leave him out there. Leave your best player on the field. But if you look at it from a, you know, the 10,000 foot view, do I really want to grind out Jason Tomalolo's season in a season where the Cowboys aren't doing anything good? I don't think I do. I think I want to save his legs. You know, as long as he's getting time on the field, that's great. But you don't have to leave him out there for 80 minutes. And we heard Todd Payton talking about this earlier in the year, how they're looking at this as a long-term thing because they want him to have a long career. And I think that that's the smart thing to do. I don't like it. I like to see Tomalolo play as many minutes as possible. But I get it. And part of me feels like he is comfortable with the situation as well. When he's asked about it, and when he talks about how he's used differently this year, he doesn't seem angry about it. He seems pretty cool with it all. So I feel like that maybe they've all just got an understanding that you use Tomalolo a little bit this year, but don't run the legs off him. And we've seen plenty of great players who, you know, have just been ground into the dirt in really bad seasons. And it's been a real shame to see that happen. Don't want to see that happen to Jason Tormalolo. Now, on to the biggest story today. And that was a house party that was held by the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Not all of them but some of them, and apparently what happened was after the game, they went to Paul Vaughan's house. There was allegedly around about 10 or 11 of them that's been reported. I'm not going to go through all the names because, I don't know, there's something weird about it. I always think it's weird that you go through the names or you try and find out who the people were at a party you weren't invited to. I think there's some sadness about that. But anyway, these players, uh, there was a noise complaint from neighbours and the police turned up. Uh, that really didn't go any further. But from that come news that they had had some sort of get together, some sort of gathering. And of course, the NRL integrity units onto this. And it is a massive crisis, which, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill the game. They're going to stop the entire game. It's always that. The game's always going to die. Um, I found this really interesting because if you look at it from a football player's point of view, which not many people are doing right now, and I know they've got different scenarios that they've got to abide by, different rules. They all want to stay in the bubble. They want to keep the game going. You don't want to have anyone catching COVID and giving it to other NRL players, and then the season does shut down. 
I get all of that. But think of it from a player's point of view. They can play together. They can be in the dressing rooms together. They can train together. They can be, you know, in film sessions together. They get on planes and fly around together. They go to airports. They get on buses. All of it together. They'll stay in hotels together. All of it. Training. Uh, what else? Recovery sessions. All of these things these players are doing together. If these players had decided to have drinks in the change rooms after the games together, that would have been fine. But these players went to Paul Vaughan's house and they did the same thing and that's not fine. It's kind of an interesting situation. And I know why we've got all the rules. I'm not making statements here. Everyone thinks everyone's making statements when you talk about this. Everyone, like, if you question any of the rules all of a sudden, it's like, hang on a second, is, are you an anti-vaxxer? It's not at that level. I just think it's interesting. It's interesting that the rules are in place for the players, for the good of the game, and they're having to abide by all of these rules, and yet a, a fewer of them cannot gather at a player's house for drinks. It's strange. It's a strange situation. I think it's cool to say that. Now, what comes out of this, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if we see the players that attended that gathering getting a two-week isolation order from the NRL itself. Uh, we've seen that happen with Josh Dugan. He is in isolation for two weeks from the playing group there at Cronulla. And I, th I expect the same thing to happen here at the Dragons. I also suspect there to be some sort of fine that will be handed down to these players. I don't think they'll find the club. I think they'll find the individual players. Um, they've got to set a precedence for this for the rest of the playing group across the NRL that they don't want to see this happen again. And... You know, it, it's a very interesting situation. How it's going to, going to affect the St. George Illawarra Dragons for their next game. And I believe they have a bye this coming week. Let's have a look. Yeah, they've got a bye coming up. So it's not going to affect them for the next round of games. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the club. These players won't be able to train with the rest of the playing group. I wonder if... The club tries to get them the ability to train together as a smaller bubble away from the playing group, or if they're just going to say, hey, we just got to cop whatever the NRL says on the chin. We're going to be without these guys for at least 14 days, and they're going to have to deal with it. It's going to gut their side. You know, if they have to play even one game with any, any of these players out, it's going to gut their team. So, man, rugby league always comes up with something new, doesn't it? There's always some drama. There's always somebody that wants to flout the rules. And it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. So, bit of a short episode, this one, because we're waiting for the, uh, the uh, Queensland team to be named. And if only they name them both at the same time it's kind of ridiculous they don't but the Queenslanders have a whole thing they do 
I think they get all the players up there in Brisbane and do like some sort of function. And that's fair enough. You know, we've all got to do our own things. Um, there was a little bit of talk that Queensland could have some problems getting the Melbourne Storm players into their squads because the Melbourne Storm players have to travel from Melbourne now up to Queensland, but then to travel back or even New South Wales because we're playing in New South Wales, so wherever Queensland bases themselves. But to travel back into Victoria, they would then have to do a 14-day lockdown which, you know, that's that's terrible. That's a real bad situation to be in. I know that they're trying to work with the uh, the Victorian government to get an exemption because politicians and sportsmen all get exemptions from this sort of stuff. It's great. But uh, we'll wait and see on that. So um, the only players that I think they might have an issue with, David Fafida, could be suspended for the game. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. Um, he played really well for the Titans, I thought, but didn't, you know, it didn't do much for Queensland. So um, Queensland could have a tough time putting together their team over the next few hours. Uh, we'll wait and see. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. I feel like this is part one. And part two will come tomorrow when that Queensland team is named. I will do a, a quick episode when that uh, that Queensland team comes out. I'll talk a little bit about it. It's not going to be a very long episode though. So don't expect like another 20-minute, half-hour episode out of that. Uh, if you enjoy all of our podcasts, please make sure you subscribe to everything. Retweet all of the podcasts. Like all the stuff. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends to have a listen. Uh, the other thing we would love you to do is if you've got an Apple device and it takes literally five seconds to do this, go to the show uh, part of the podcast, scroll down to the bottom. There's five stars. You just press on the fifth star and that's it. It it rates what you think the podcast deserves. Give us five stars. I mean, come on. We give you podcasts all the time. Uh, if you want to support the podcast or any of my websites, go to patreon.com forward slash league freak. There's no space between league and freak. You can start with $1 a month, which is nothing, but it means so, so much to me. All of the money goes towards all of the website costs that I've got and any hosting costs we have and obviously any equipment costs for the podcast. Um, it all goes straight to that, just straight into it. So I am super appreciative of people that go and sign up for that. I've had a couple of new signups the last few days. So thank you to those people. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash League Freak. Go to LeagueFreak.com. That's one of my websites. Go to NRLBreakingNews.com. That's another website. Quick snapshot of what's going on in rugby league. NRLRumors.com. I chuck all of the rumors that I hear on there. I don't make any of them up. They're not random weird rumors. They're just what is going around in the mainstream media. Just as a one-stop shop, you can go and have a look, see what's going on. Um, rugby League Podcasting Network. If you like Rugby League Podcasts, go there, check it out. Easy to navigate, easy to see what is new in the podcasting realm. And that's about it, really. So hope you have, a, have had a good weekend. I hope the week coming up is easy enough for you. 
It's going to be a weird one if you're in Australia. Most of us are in lockdown. But look after yourselves. Give yourself a break. Try and chill out as much as you can. And I will give you something to listen to over the next week or so. So thank you for listening. See you soon.